0: You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network.
1: This is Micah Smith and you're listening to Profiles in CRM.
0: Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 75. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM ask CRM professionals nine simple questions. The answers vary widely depending on their education and experience. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. It's been a little while since we had one of these episodes, but I'm kicking it off again. If you'd like to be interviewed and share your experience with CRM professionals and the world, please contact me at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. All right. Welcome to Profiles. And what is your name and who do you work for?
1: My name is Micah Smith and I work for a small CRM company in Albuquerque called Oaken Consulting Solutions.
0: Okay. And what's the highest degree you've earned? I have a bachelor's degree. All right. And how long have you been working in CRM?
1: If you total all my experience, it's about six years. It's been off and on since 2010.
0: Where have you worked besides where you're working right now? Like where uh, regionally, like what states have
1: you worked in? I've done CRM in Illinois, Arizona, and New Mexico. I've been pretty lucky not to have to bounce around all that much.
0: It's funny in this job where, you know, like four different states is not bouncing around all that much. (laughs) Other people be like, what? (laughs) Um, All right. So. What is the position you usually have in, on a CRM project and what is the highest position you've ever held? And, you know, I mean, field tech, crew chief, stuff like that.
1: I've almost exclusively been a field tech. I only finally finished my degree this past May. And okay. so now I am a crew chief and that's awesome. new and great.
0: Okay. So we've got a, we've got a newbie in the field. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. All right. So those first questions, uh, since we haven't done an episode of this in a while for the new listeners and for people who are uh, rejoining us after a while, those first questions are to set up education and training and it kind of frames the way the next questions are answered, uh, depending on how much experience you have and what your education level is. So we're going to go into those right now. What is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being a CRM archeologist? And that can be personal or professional.
1: One of the things that I always really appreciate is that I get to go to all these different parts of the state where I live. So I've been to areas of New Mexico that people have lived here their entire lives, haven't heard of, haven't been to, didn't know existed. And just getting to be there and appreciate not only the places, but the archeology span there, of course. And even when you're somewhere new, you get to just get a, different appreciation of the place so i mean obviously the work itself is amazing and i love it and i can't see doing anything else but the getting out and seeing what's around you i think is one of my favorite parts nice
0: okay and what is the biggest thing you would change that would make being a serum professional better
1: um i could go a long time on this but <laughs> i i think one thing is the education requirements. So I feel like being a field tech is a trade rather Mm -hmm. than something that requires a four-year degree. And I've recently found out about Pima Community College's certificate program. Right, And they have courses teaching you first the basics and then how to lead excavation survey, how to do lab things. And I think that is more what we should be focusing on for CRM because it seems to better prepare you for the realities of the profession. Like When I was in school the first time, I did two runs at university, my bachelor's, and I didn't ever hear that CRM was a thing in school. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was on staff at a field school in Ecuador that some of the other staff members said, oh, I do CRM. And I said, well, what's that? And that was my third year of school. Yeah. Um, So I think one thing that we need to do is make younger folks more aware that CRM is an industry and find a way to get them that education to do this, as opposed to letting everyone think, as I did, that Academic archaeology is the only archaeology. So that's basically my main thing. I think that would make things better.
0: That's good. And, and I'll just make a comment there. It's a little bit of a mind shift with the current you know, uh, people that are doing all the hiring, uh, the, the CRM company owners, because there's only a handful of project types where a degree is actually required. It's kind of industry standard that we require a degree, but it's only really government jobs and certain... I guess state and and possibly local jobs that also require a certain educational standard for um the people working there. But aside from that, it's it's kinda like they don't want to have two standards. So um and, and and you're right. Currently we only have very few programs like Pima that actually offer Really kind of a certificate and, and a more of a trade certificate like this, so you know maybe once more companies start recognizing that and uh, and, and recognizing the validity of it, we can we'll, we'll get more programs like that, so but we 'll just have to see okay, so what is your career goal in crm it's the you know where do you see yourself in in ten years question
1: that's a terrible question for <laughs> me uh, <laughs> I mean honestly, I have no idea I just want to. Keep being in the field as long as my body will let me. And well, okay, never mind. I found something. So, mm-hmm. CRM in general, once the work is completed, the work tends to be so closed off from the public. Mm-hmm. And we do that, leads to a lot of misunderstanding from the public who don't like what we do because it seems like we're being secretive. And I understand the need to not publicize where every site is because people will exploit that and all that. But we need to find a way as an industry to do better public outreach Mm -hmm. to say not only what we're doing and what we're finding, but why it's important and why it should matter to them. Because so much of it is from money that comes from the public, it's on public lands and all that they need to be involved and have access to what it is we're doing
0: that's why i started my my blog and and eventually the archaeology podcast network was to do just that so i'm i'm glad you uh, i'm glad you said that <laughs> all right so final question if you could give an undergrad thinking about a career in crm assuming they've even heard about it <laughs> one piece of advice what would that be
1: do your field school right away i did my field school after my first year of undergrad did a second field school, and then I was staff on other ones after that. And especially in a program that did not teach me about the CRM existing, that's how I got so much experience that allowed me to get six years of experience, actual work experience before even having a degree. Mm -hmm. Because I had enough experience that several companies said, okay, you do know what you're doing. You don't have a degree. That's okay. Come on and work for us. So getting that experience and also... (laughs) If it turns out you don't want to be a field archaeologist, then you'll know early on and figure out something. You can focus on lab methods and still be involved in archaeology, but have a better idea of what it is that you want your career to be.
0: This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle in Reno, Nevada at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at Chris at